Welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? I'm your host, Tara Clancy. Join me each week for the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you banish counterfeit sleep and have more energy, increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love. Go ahead and subscribe and you'll get each new episode as soon as it goes live. If your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the Sleep Performance Assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. The Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, Season 2, Episode 64, and this is a live stream. Hello, Shireen, and welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast. Hey, Tara. Thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. I am thrilled you're here as well, Shireen. Today, we're talking about employees. So let's start with this staggering fact. In March of 2022, there were roughly two open jobs for every unemployed worker. So for every two businesses that put up a help wanted sign in the window, only one company had someone walk in the door to fill out a job application. Wow. And you have to wonder, why? Why is that? Well, there are reasons. And first and foremost, as you might guess, sleep problems have skyrocketed, and that's a big factor. When employees don't recharge their batteries at night, they don't show up with full batteries during the day. So they go through the workday like a phone in low power mode. And for some people, they just don't have the physical stamina and get sidelined by headaches, for example. For others, they just don't have the mental focus and they end up missing deadlines. And still others just don't have the emotional bandwidth and the team's performance takes a hit. The bottom line is when your employees have performance problems while sleeping, your employees have performance problems while working. And that gets, us, that gets us into a second reason. Performance problems at work are a huge driver of toxic culture. And we actually got into the topic of toxic culture last week with special guest Phil Gerbyshack. And Phil shared this gem. I loved it. And he said, people don't leave their jobs. They leave their managers. And in my experience, they're leaving managers who go through the workday in low power mode. So you can get Phil's insights and his stellar no-cost strategy to transform culture in last week's live stream. Check out episode number 63. And of course, there are other factors at play. And what I'm looking forward to get in, getting into today, Shereen, with you is what you bring to the conversation as the people IQ expert. You use your high people IQ, right? Your, your deep understanding of how people run to increase EQ in the workplace so businesses boost engagement, productivity, and profitability. So let's get into what you're seeing and your insights, and then see if we can get some strategies from you, Shireen, the people IQ expert. Well, Phil is spot on. People leave toxic workplaces, and they leave specifically toxic bosses. 
And so I've identified five types of employees, high flyers, steady gliders, lackers, slackers, and hackers. Mm. And hackers are the ones who are causing the problems, either passively or actively, and they're creating unsafe work environments. And so what I want to talk about today, particularly as it relates to sleep, though, are the lackers. And so a lacker is someone in or out of the workplace who keeps running into the same brick wall. You've sent them to training and training didn't take. And what most people do is get really frustrated and they spend a lot more time and money on sending people to training. And what I want to empower your listeners, each of you to do today is to recognize that when skill set training doesn't work, it's not a skill set problem. There is not a knowledge problem. And so it's either a skill set or a mindset. And a mindset problem is something internal. It's an internal barrier. There are people who have mindset problems surrounding sleep. I was thinking earlier about trauma victims. Having been one myself, I can attest to the fact that I wanted very desperately that the minute my head hit the pillow that I would be asleep. So I would stay up way, way, way too late to ensure this. And then I would have to get up early and my performance, my well-being, physical, emotional, spiritual tanked, all because I was traumatized. And I knew I was in trouble. So I went to see two counselors to help me through my trauma because I was underperforming and really struggling. And my boss had talked to me about it. And they both re-traumatized me. And so if you have a traumatized employee, you want to get them to a trauma therapist. A grief and loss or regular therapist will simply re-traumatize a trauma. Mm, Interesting. So that's a really important distinction as well. So first of all, you've got to see... Uh, address the what the lacquer may be lacking, right? And so typically we go ahead to the skill set angle. And if that doesn't make the change that you see to, because basically you hired somebody for a reason, you saw something in them, right? So if you, if you're not seeing that you've tried the skill set angle and it isn't working, then go and look at the mindset angle. And then the therapy that you are talking about is really important to make sure you get the right approach there. Perfect. I think back to a time when I was a lacquer again in my first job, I knew how to interview. I gave all the right answers. I'm sure you've hired people and you go, this wasn't who interviewed. And I wasn't who interviewed. I wasn't intentionally lying. I didn't even tell myself the truth, but I was, it was a bad skill set. I was already slightly traumatized at that point. So I was struggling with sleep and I was depressed. And so my boss sent me to time management training, never worked. What I want you to do, the listeners to do is to identify the behavior that is problematic. Shereen, you're not getting your work in on time. You um, seem very tired at work. It's a concrete behavioral thing that you want to address. And then what you'd want to say is, hey, I'm noticing that you're you're very tired and you're struggling to get work done. Help me understand what's going on. And the wise leader helps the employee identify what's going on. Yeah. And then the wise leader points them to getting the help that they need. Yeah. It's not the leader's job to become their therapist or coach, no. get them to someone trained. Right. 
when you can't even hire enough people to do the job, you need everybody in the workplace actually doing their job. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I like the way you say, you know, they're concrete things that you can observe, right? And you weren't getting the work done. And you said, you know, you also tired. What's interesting is that people come into the workplace um, differently even if they have the same sleep performance problem, they can come in very differently. So you can have somebody who appears physically tired and can't focus, but you can also have the opposite. Somebody who does not appear tired at all. And in fact, is completely wound up and, you know, and still can't get work done too. They're basically running on adrenaline at that point. So it can go really either way. So it's, it goes back to what you're saying. It's just really important for that leader to look at the, the core behaviors that are germane to work, right? You're not getting your work done. Let's dig in and see why, and then really come up with something that helps the person specifically. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the Sleep Performance Assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H I. P-E-R sleep.com. And when we're tired, whether we're in that hyper arousal state or we're in a low energy state, it's how our behavior is affecting the workplace, how our behavior is affecting performance, how our behavior is affecting customers and the team. And the leaders, sometimes they walk on eggshells around an individual and they fail to realize their obligation is to their team, to their organization, to their customers. And so leaders actually get paid to address and resolve problems. And so many times leaders turn a blind eye and they hope that it'll magically get better. And it's, it's not going to, here's how I look at it. If it happens once, it should get on your radar screen twice. It's a pattern. It's not, if it will happen again, it's when it'll happen again, sooner you address it the quicker you can get the results. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting to me too, as you're saying that a lot of times, especially if it is somebody who has uh, trauma and honestly uh, aren't, isn't, hasn't there been an incredible amount of trauma in general in the world lately? So, so many people may be walking around, you know, just traumatized, uh, you know, so much more than before. So if you do have somebody who is, um, uh, you know, dealing with trauma, there, there can be a shame, there can be avoidance, there can be all kinds of hard feelings. And it makes me think of a, a boss that I had once when, when I stepped into a leadership position, and he said to me, you have to, you have to have those um, those tough conversations. And that's, that, that's what I hear when you're saying, you know, it's your job to lead, like, go ahead and, and be the leader to say, this is something we can talk about, because it's through talking about it that we think, <laughs> excuse me, we're able to eventually find a solution, you know, what the right uh, thing to do will be for that person. So good. I love that. Don't just talk about the behavior compassionately. Help me understand what's going on. How can I help you? And a compassionate conversation opens the gateway to a mental health conversation. But the worst thing you can do is I think you're depressed. I think you're traumatized. I think what you can say is help me understand what's going on. Hey, I know that this happened. I'm wondering what part trauma might be playing for you and if it might help you to go to a trauma therapist. Because at the end of the day, and you're not going to say this on the first time, but at the end of the day, they 
actually still need to continue to do a job. Otherwise, they're going to burn everybody else out. And we need them to address it. And that could be, again, with a trauma therapist. If it's trauma related, they'll reset their sense of safety. It could be with a coach. It could be with a pastor. It could be any number of people can help people through this. But it's our job to help them say to say there's a problem that's impacting work and then their job to go and remediate it. And then the leader's job, once again, to ensure that it's been remediated. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, as you're talking there, I can hear, I happen to know your background, you have tremendous background in, um, in counseling and that's all coming right through as you're talking there. And it really, it is that, that compassionate side of things. If you go to somebody with a got you mentality or something, you won't have the safety, you won't have the, the openness or, you know, and anything, um, with that person will be willing to kind of let their guard down and have the conversation that will help them get help. So it is critically important to approach it in that, that way from, from, uh, from wanting to help really, you know, I, I think that really that orientation does make the difference for sure. So um, you mentioned at the very beginning, Shireen, about these, these other types that you have mentioned. And um, that, that to me is so the like really fascinating piece of what you talk about. It's kind of that interaction between these pieces. Because really, your interaction between your employees is your your culture, right? Um, and so, we, you know, like I said, as you talk about the interaction between the different types of employees in the workplace, that's where you can really get where you want to go or go down the drain, really. So, talk to us a little bit about about that. This idea of of the different types, um, and you know how to how to use that. So there are high flyers, reliable, conscientious, hardworking, driven, uh, go, 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 go. They would rather die than let you down. They would rather not go than go late. These people make leadership look easy. Just have to be really careful not to burn them out because they become our go-to person because they're never going to let us down. Mm. And they are, again, just at a huge risk for burnout. And then there are steady gliders. They fly under the radar, reliable, hardworking, conscientious, but they are values driven. And so oftentimes they are misunderstood and they're viewed as being unambitious. And I gave you a chance, but they turn down promotions because their value is to be there while they have small children. So maybe in two years, they'd want that promotion. But what we want to do is give them loft and we want to encourage and mentor them and help them grow because they lack confidence in many cases. We have lackers. We're going to identify mindset, skill set. If it's a mindset problem, skill set training will never work. That training works. You're golden. If it doesn't have a gentle, compassionate conversation. And then the next group, a lacquer can look like a slacker because they're not pulling their weight. They're not getting something done. And that is one type of slacker. But slacker is a very derogatory term. And so we don't use that anymore. We call them rockets. And a rocket is someone who is energized by a deadline. So Mm -hmm. they can be La 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 la. A deadline approaches, they lock and load, and they can go to the moon and beyond. They'll work harder, faster, smarter, but they're often viewed as lazy because they figure out the easiest way to do a job. Hmm. So the rocket is always going, there has to be a better way. 
And instead of viewing them as lazy because they're efficient and figure out the easiest way to do something, what if we tapped into their rocket wisdom and brilliance? What is the easiest way to do this? What would that do for productivity? Which then is what will that do for profitability? And so the main thing with rockets are you need deadlines and quality control. Mm -hmm. And then the last type are the hackers. There are lacquer hackers. They're lacking in conflict resolution skills. They may be lacking in sleep, which can make us all grumpy. And then there are covert hackers. They do it behind your back. They stir the pot. They like to create drama. They gossip and they just tell a lie here, a lie there, pit people against each other. And then they stand back and have fun watching. And then there are the overt hackers who do it in front of everyone. And they do disrespectful things like rolling their eyes in meetings and (laughs) like that will ever work, or they take sarcastic jabs at people, but in its more insidious form is it's bullying and it's verbal abuse and they get right in your face and are yelling at you. Mm. And what they have clearly said to anyone in the team is don't cross me. If you do, I will eviscerate you. And here's the high price that you will pay as a leader. If you let hackers run around your workplace People will be forced to figure out, number one, what's going on, and number two, to self-protect. And smart people just go silent because they don't want the guns turned on them. And so what you lose is a high-performance work environment because people have gone silent in a need to self-protect. And that always, always impacts productivity and profitability you can stay in the same pace for place for a while, but you will begin to drop back. And in this day and age, we can't afford to stay where we are. We need to keep moving forward and be more innovative, be wiser about what it is and how it is that we are doing our business. Yeah. So that's amazing. I mean, and, and I love the way you've encapsulated the different pieces and tell a little bit about the interaction. Imagine uh, between uh, a lacquer, as you talked about in the beginning, who has this mindset and maybe prone to more, you know, anxiety or something like that because of the mindset. And then say you mentioned the, the hacker who, uh, you know, is, is there, I, w- I would imagine that would be the beginnings of, of, uh, the, the greatest toxic culture <laughs> you could imagine. Yes. And so what comes to my mind is the lacquer is an easy target. If they are ill-equipped, they don't know how to deal with it. They don't have a vocabulary. They don't understand that there are people who actually have mental health issues who don't care about people, don't care about relationships, don't take responsibility and delight in causing pain, angst, and drama. So they're completely ill-equipped. So this will be the target of the hacker who is bullying. You get the boss who gets frustrated. They don't know how to deal with it. And instead of having compassionate conversations that lead toward a healthier environment and a healthier worker, he be- the boss, he or she becomes a hacker because they're ticked because, oh, dear God, I've spent thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours trying to get you up to speed. What the is wrong with you. We just, all the pieces can move. So what we want in every workplace are high flyers, steady gliders and rockets. I had a business owner once said to me, I want to hire you to come in and I want you to turn my entire team into rockets. 
to high flyers. I'm like, that really isn't how it works. Yeah, yeah. You want high flyers on your team. You just don't want to burn them out. You want steady gliders. They are social glue. They are the people who care. They care about customers. It's not that high flyers don't. They just get kind of got a mm-hmm. job to do. And then rockets, again, their brilliance is figuring out the easiest way to do something that is a valuable skill in today's marketplace. And the other reason you want rockets on your team is because when there is an emergency, everybody else panics and the rocket literally goes, oh. well, all we have to do is X, Y, and Z. Yeah, they because you said they they thrive yeah. on that deadline. So an emergency is like a now, you know, everything starts line. going, the world clears and they see with precision exactly yeah. what needs to be done. And the wise leader goes, really? And they'll go, yeah. Can you do that? Of course, go do it. But if you don't have deadlines and quality control, you're going to forget that you love your rocket and you need your rocket and they'll drive you to drink. Right. What you don't want in the world. You don't want. (laughs) No. Here's what you don't want. You don't want lacquers because they take a toll on everyone else and it's not good. So we've got to get lacquers up to speed. All of us have been that at some point. All of us will be that at another point. Yeah. If we go to classes, we watch podcasts like this. There's incredible stuff out there for skill set and mindset, yeah. but we don't want to leave people in a lacquer state. And then hackers wreck havoc and take such an emotional cost. And your business cannot thrive, I promise you, if you let hackers loose in your organization. And everybody is watching. Yeah, yeah. And so one thing that right. you can do as a leader, if you have a team, you can say, hey, we're in a stressful time and we just need to reset the rules. And here's what the rules are going to be moving forward. It's going to be okay to disagree, but we will do it civilly. Mm-hmm. You can talk to me about anything, but you will do it civilly. And the leader has the power to set those rules. Absolutely. But let's say you're not the leader. You don't have the power. Try to solve it. I always train people on that. Try to solve it, but only try a couple of times. I've in a lacking state tried for 15 years, mm-hmm. believing that I could problem solve. So I'm a lacquer running my head into a brick wall. It's it's really, really painful. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to try twice. Maya Angelou says, when people tell you who they are, believe them the first time. Mm. I don't have the power to solve it. I will now, I do now move quickly into problem management. Yeah. And that is how do I mitigate the effects? How do I protect yeah. my people? How do I, while it takes energy, which takes away from productivity and profitability, how do I walk on eggshells? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, I just want to chime in on the timeline aspect there in these times where everything is, is so uh, unsettled, we don't have the luxury of time. I mean, you know, less than we ever did. So you're right, you know, trying it, if it doesn't work, then go ahead and, and, and take the next step in terms of a solution. I love to, uh, when I think about your work, I always, you know, you always wonder how so many companies say, it was just a bad fit. It was just a bad hire. How does that happen so much, right? Especially when employ and when um, companies put a lot into HR and development and they're talented HR professionals. How does that happen so much? And I think that what you talk about here, your your the types of employees really gives us great insight into why that seems to happen. You know, this is not necessarily a bad hire, but it was a bad 
uh, fit within the culture. And if, if instead we can uh, work that cultural angle, really help people identify who they are and then get, you know, really capitalize on what they bring to it, then that's how we can have the successful businesses and the culture that, that continues to drive that success. And I want to take what you said and flip it just a little bit and add to it. What I watch happen is people get promoted because they're good at their job. And we make so many organizations make an assumption that if you're good at your job, you're going to be a good leader. And most people lead people believing there's only one type of person, which is who they are. And so I see the ball get dropped time and again when we do not empower and train our leaders to lead. Mm -hmm. And then we wonder why they're not successful because this really comes down to leaders doing an excellent job leading. And the better that is, profitability always goes up. And to only recognize that there's one type, that's like trying to lead with a hammer or build a house with a hammer and you're missing a saw and a screwdriver and a ruler and all the things that we need. So one Absolutely. size leadership just doesn't fit all. No, beautifully said there. So uh, Shireen, as we finish up here, I like to ask guests, uh, guests two questions. The first one is knowing everything that you know, you know, all your people IQ expertise, what would you put on a billboard? What, what message do you think would be a great takeaway knowing, you know, a billboard is relatively small and people go by pretty quickly? I would say people may be complex, but they don't have to be confusing. Mm. And that's what I love to do is just demystify. Yeah, Beautiful. But once you know the code, it's not hard. Wow. Okay. They don't have to be confused. I love that. Perfect. Okay. And then last question would be, how can people connect with you, especially people who really want to be able to figure out who the employees are in their workplace and get them to work in a way that allows the business to, um, you know, prosper? My email is on the screen, shereen at fullyengaged.us. That's what we want, a fully engaged workforce and people who are fully engaged. And then my website is shereen at shereen mchenry, M-C-H-E-N-R-Y.com. And I would love to empower and equip your leaders and your workplace to retain your best and your brightest to interview better and to lead better so that you can, during these trying times, keep your workforce and add to it as needed instead of losing employees. And can I add one other thing of wisdom? Yeah, sure. You asked earlier, why is it? And here's the one question that people fail to ask, and it always surprises me, is they always say people want more money. They're leaving for something else. But if you have a department where you have a 60% turnover, I'm telling you it's a leadership problem and a culture problem. The leader is not stopping the hackers. Whenever there's pockets of turnover, Start finding out why, because it's not a coincidence. Yes, yes. We we actually dove into some research on that in the last episode that I mentioned, where um, Donald Sull, who's an MIT researcher, did some research on that, and he said the 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 top 
we looked at the top five reasons that um, employees are leaving. And by far, number one was the toxic culture. So absolutely, you know, yeah, money's important, but it's not the driver at all. It's it's way much more about how people, what the people want to immerse themselves in every day, for sure. I agree. And the physical toll it takes on your body, which takes us right back to you as the sleep performance, high sleep performance. It's like, oh my gosh, it's not worth losing my health over. I've had stomach problems and you start getting headaches because of the stress. It's, it's not worth it for the employee to say they'd rather be poor. Yeah, sticks. exactly. Exactly. And they yeah, have yeah. choices now, so they don't have to be poor. That's right. Like we said, for every, else. for every help wanted, two help wanted signs they see, they, they, you know, they know that they're one candidate for it. Well, I thank you so much for sharing all your wonderful insights, Shireen. I, I really think people, uh, you know, will, it will help people retain the, the talent that they've worked so hard to attract. Thank you, Tara. This has been a blast. What a fascinating conversation. And I love the work that you do. Thank you. I love your work too. Thank you. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the Sleep Performance Assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. That ends this episode of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question, is your sleep making you tired? Follow us to get the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you take your counterfeit sleep journey. And leave us a review to help other people find us. Thank you. And remember, if your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.